it's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Raised Right Podcast. This episode is going to be all about the tea, the gossip, the drama of The Bachelor, a reality TV show loved by millions of Americans all across the country. And this last season, no matter how loved it was, the train came off the track. It was blown up. There was cancel culture There was blaming, there was racism cards being thrown around. It was a mess, and a lot of people were upset about it. And I've loved the show for so many seasons. I mean, I sit down every Monday and have for as long as I can remember to watch the show with my mom, whether it was The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It was like an American staple. And this last season, it just changed. And I knew I wanted to get in on this conversation because not only was I really upset by the events that took place, but I knew so many other people were. But I also knew that I wasn't, you know, qualified enough to speak on this by myself. I wanted to talk to someone who had been through the process or was on the quote-unquote inside to get their thoughts and perspective. And I was very lucky to get in touch with a former contestant of The Bachelorette, actually, Garrett Powell, who's going to be our special guest for this episode. And he's going to share some light on uh, on his experience being a young conservative in the spotlight and, you know, kind of reflect on this this past season. So for those of you that haven't watched The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I would have told you once upon a time that you were missing out on some really good reality TV. I mean, it was it was fun to watch and entertaining. It's why we stuck with it for so many years. But this season, if you didn't see it, you saved yourself a lot of stress and a lot of frustration. And I don't know if the show will ever get back to what it was now. But to catch you up to speed, this season of The Bachelor had the very first African-American bachelor, whose name was Matt James. And his entire season seemed to be focused around that singular fact that he was the first black guy to be The Bachelor, which is fine. Um... I guess every season is going to have like its standout thing. And that was it for him. And all season he talked about how he was just felt so much pressure being the first black bachelor and wanted to have those deep conversations with the women that were trying to um, get a proposal at the end of this and was really just going to be that tough guy to get through those hard times. And then at the first sign of difficulty, he runs for the hills. So what happens somewhere along the, the show the social media trolls go and look up one of the contestants. I'm sure they looked up every contestants, but they found something they didn't like on one of them. And her name was Rachel Kirkconnell, very sweet girl from the South. And they found on her social media page many years ago that she had gone to a party that was being hosted by her sorority. And the theme of it was the antebellum theme. So a Southern theme. Um, where they wore, you know, southern dresses, and it looked like it took place on an old plantation. And people just lost their minds over it. They wanted her canceled and gone, 
and wiped from the existence of reality TV, basically. They were so mad and just calling her not only racist, but pretty much every name in the book because she had taken these pictures at an antebellum-themed sorority party and posted it and didn't recognize the uh, issue with that. And so in the middle of the season, Rachel apologizes profusely, um, tries to to save her reputation and, and just really you know, make up for what people had thought was so wrong. And, you know, of course, when I heard this, I was just like shocked that she would a apologize. That's never the right move. And B that they were making such a big deal out of something that seemed so insignificant. And so then the show ends, we find out that Rachel actually won the season. Matt James, he didn't propose to her. But he did say at the end that he wanted to pursue a relationship with her. He didn't He didn't end up proposing. Um, we find out that he wasn't really ready for that step yet, which if he wasn't ready for that, why did he shine up for the show to begin with? But not the point. So Rachel ends up winning, quote unquote. And then we find out at the show, the last show of the season called After the Final Rose, that they are not together anymore. And the reason why is because he wanted to give her the time and the space on her own to recognize the flaws of her ways and to get some racism training and education and Southern culture and just was mortified by her actions of this antebellum post. So not only is Rachel canceled, Rachel Kirkconnell, the host of the show, who from my understanding has been the host since the beginning of the show's existence, Chris Harrison, also got canceled because in an interview with Chris and one of the producers and former um, contestants, and she's just really involved with the show, whose name is Rachel Lindsay, had an interview with Chris. Um, and he, I don't think he was necessarily defending Rachel, but rather just saying, don't we owe her the time to explain herself and to hear her side of the story before we just jump to canceling her. Um, and Rachel Lindsay, who's the one that had the interview with Chris, just got absolutely furious with his answer and then called all the troops and rallied all the troops to cancel Chris. So he was removed from the show as the host, quote-unquote, temporarily, but he's not going to be back for the next season of The Bachelorette. And who knows, you know, what he's going to be involved down the road doesn't look like he will be at all the whole season just became about cancel culture and racism and just like I said the train just flew off the tracks it was a nightmare so I'm very grateful and very excited to bring Garrett Powell a former contestant of the bachelorette who like I said is a very strong conservative in the public eye here on the podcast to share his thoughts on this season reality tv and politics all together and just to to kind of share his background. So, ladies and gentlemen, Garrett Powell. All righty, Garrett, if you just want to start by explaining yourself, where you're from, a little bit of your background and your relationship to the show of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, my name is Garrett Powell, born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, <clears throat> I've been a conservative my whole life and uh, didn't really pursue reality TV, but just kind of fell in my lap. Um, I was on Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette, which is, uh, I think, season 15. It aired in uh, May of 2019. And, um, yeah, world's well, been a little crazy ever since then. So did you apply yourself or did you get thrown into it unexpectedly? 
Yeah, I got thrown into it. So my <laughs> my ex girlfriend, um, girlfriend at the time, dumped me, and my sister in law texted me a couple of days later. And was like, "Hey, just so you know, I signed you up for the Bachelorette." And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." <laughs> and they just—I don't know why they picked me, but they picked me. So here we are. That's awesome. Did you have a pretty good, like, positive experience with the show then when you were on it? Yeah, I'd say for the most part, it was pretty positive. It was just, I didn't really know what to expect and ended up being pretty good. It's just, uh, obviously, the positive experience kind of went by the wayside after, but while I was on it, yeah, it was pretty good. Good. Were there any, like, political stunts or anything during your season that wasn't aired or wasn't talked about? No. um, I'll say that that when I was uh, when we were just talking cameras, some of the guys, we always had like the political talks. And I'd say most of the dudes there were um, financially conservative guys. And they kind of actually liked the fact that Trump was in the White House and respected it. Um, It's kind of funny to see that, you know, none of those people are kind of coming out right now and saying that because they're scared to. But I remember when I was interviewing for the show and I was like, I didn't know I was on it yet, but it was pretty close. Um, this guy named Scott that ABC uses to like go through your social media and make sure you don't have anything there. You know, I asked him, I was like, Hey, like, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I've got all this stuff there. Like, is that going to like, are people going to try to hop on that later on? And he was like, quote, no, ABC respects the right for you to believe in whatever you want to believe in. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, then that wasn't exactly the case uh, post-show. So, Yeah, so I know a little bit about your story and the whole cancel culture and you being found out as a conservative. What was that experience like? How did it start? What was the full story on that? It was like two weeks after the show aired. And I, you know, Birmingham is not really that big of a town. haven't really been experienced to anything major other than winning like a cakewalk in fifth grade or something like that, like nothing, nothing big. Um, and so this, this, uh, I guess it's a website or Instagram page called Betches, uh, wrote an article. They had like 6 million followers wrote an article about me being problematic because I was a Trump supporter. And this came out again, like two weeks after the show started airing. So I was just like, I called my producer and I was like, what, what do I do? Like, what do I say? Like, like, I just had no idea what to do. And so um, that was the first time. And then, you know, fast forward a year later, obviously, you know, it's, it's a heavier, that was in 2019. So 2020 comes around, obviously it's a very um, much more enlarged political climate. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just nuts after that. You know, it was, I felt like all hell just broke loose in the world. Yeah. So you were at that point pretty comfortable saying that you were conservative on your social medias and didn't really shy away from it. I wasn't comfortable. Um, it, it was a few steps that came that, I mean, I guess where I kind of let it be known that I was conservative, like in people's faces was a result of me just being like tired of being called a racist. And so I was like, okay, like I'm sick of this. Uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be this way. And you know what? Now I'm going to just, I'm going to post openly about it because I realize it shouldn't be this way. And I realize how many people are like scared to speak out about 
what they believe in. The first, really the first time it happened in 2020 was during blackout Tuesday where everyone posted at like black square. Mm-hmm. And, um, a military guy that I follow, he, who's a decorated green beret posted an American flag saying that like, Hey, you know, this is a sign of change. Our flag has never been the same. You know, the flag has evolved, which means our country has evolved. You know, we have treated people incorrectly in the past, but this flag right here sh- has shown that, okay, we are willing to listen to people. We are willing to evolve. And I thought that was such a great sign of unity and growth rather than posting a black square, which I thought was, okay, let's put one race against everybody else, which I think just creates issues. It creates segregation. So I posted a picture of an American flag and, oh man, the comments were just like, you racist, you this, you that, like, and that was the thing that kind of put me over the edge. And then like, 4th of July, I posted a picture with uh, a 300 blackout AR that I have. And again, like someone someone responded, oh, well, he loves Trump and he loves AR. So, he, you know, he must hate black people. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, man, you got to be kidding me. And so that's when I was just like, OK, you know, I feel like if I'm not going to speak out on being a conservative, I don't know who will. So it just kind of drove me to that point. Right. Very. It's a good story. I mean, I think a lot of people that have that that blue check by their name are very, very scared to be real with their political beliefs and their feelings. So why do you think a lot of people are scared to you know speak out? You mentioned a lot of your cast members were very conservative, but approached it differently. They still you know won't talk about it or get involved with it. Yeah. And I do have a little bit of sympathy for some of them because they are like such a deal don't have another job like social media is their job so they kind of have to do that which i see both sides of the fence there so like you know i'm not gonna i'm not in that position so i can't judge them based off of that i just know the position that i'm in and people that are in my position as well it's just like they're they're scared you know like people will come after you like i again you don't believe me go read the comments under that american flag post it was insane um, and then some people just, you know, especially in the reality TV world, it's all about like, you have this fine window and you can choose to like chase fame or you can choose to be the person that you are. And there's so many people that just choose fame. And obviously it's like, they want to be liked and they have to be liked in their own mind. So like they sacrifice who they actually are just to like, please other people. And I face that too. Like it, it totally they totally hit me at some point. And that's part of why they don't um, kind of announce who or what they support because they're scared that, you know, it could affect their fame or their image or people might not like them. And they just haven't come to that point yet. Right. It's, it's a scary thing to do and it's hard, you know, especially in this day and age. So why for you in your instance, is conservatism such a big part of your life and your upbringing? Or maybe it wasn't, it was something you discovered later, but why is it something that you decided to, to fight for and stand up to? Well, I kind of realized, um, I guess that the world now, not saying it's mostly liberal because I don't think it is. I just think the world wants us to think that everyone is on the left side, not the right side. Um, and part of the way that they're trying to brainwash young people today is to like cancel them if they are part of the right side or come out, um, vocally that they're on the right side. 
and then just to me, conservatism is basically based on self-reliance. You know, it's, I don't want the government to give me all these things that I ultimately have control over myself. I have control over my career. If I'm not making any money, I can sit on my butt and complain about it and get a check from the government, or I can do something about it and make more than what this government is going to pay me. That I'm eventually going to have to pay back long term. And I just think it's that that's what it really comes down to is uh, being a conservative is being self-reliant, making a name for yourself, doing the work, putting in the effort, you know, not sleeping a lot if you don't, if you can't afford to, you know, and I think people have lost sight of that. People think that, oh, well, conservatives are just like mean, you know, they want, they, they don't want things for other people. And, um, you know, there, it, there's a quote that I heard too a little while back that said it was talking about socialism, which obviously is something that us two are probably against. Right. Um, well, it's like, it's not that conservatives like hate helping people. It's just, they understand the downfalls of programs with great intentions like socialism. It has great intentions. We respect that. We want people to succeed, but it's just, we understand that it has a severe downfall. And we also understand that you, ha- you can control your own destiny if you choose to. And I think that's something that has just gotten thrown under the rug with all this stuff too. So long-winded answer. Those are, I guess, my two uh, reasons why it's important to me. Yeah, I love that. Those are really good points. I think people need to understand and, and take away when dealing with conservatives. We're not all evil and we do care about people's well-being. Yeah, yeah. So going back to The Bachelor, for those of that are listening that haven't really been following the show or the season. It's very, very popular. And Matt James was the very first African-American bachelor um, to ever be on the show. So I felt like from watching it, and I don't know, Garrett, if you felt the same way, but it seemed like it had a political angle from the very beginning. Like his race was just harped and talked about more than, more than anything. Do you agree with that? Did you see it being a little bit different than previous seasons? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really watch it at all. Um, but that's just once you're in it, you, uh, there's a theme to every season, you know, it's, um, Colton season. It was about how he was a virgin and that was the theme for everything. Hannah Brown season. It was, um, Oh, well, like, you know, women have power and not taking anything away from that. But that was, if you watch the season, that was the theme, you know, they want to make Hannah look very, um, I guess powerful once the situation, which is great, but it's just part of the theme. And then Pete's season had a theme about how big of a deal his family is to everything. They brought in Pete's mom a lot. And it's just, there's a theme to every single season. And you're right. That was the theme of it. And I think it's pretty obvious where they take a guy like Chris Harrison, who's what has over two decades involved with the show. And, you know, he says one thing that, honestly isn't that questionable but like a small percentage question it and then they just like say okay bye shove them out of the way i think all that is just makes it blatantly obvious that yeah this whole racism and uh frankly division was a theme for that season absolutely so let's talk about the girl that the cancel culture world went after on the season rachel kirkconnell um again for those of you that didn't watch this show social media trolls them back through her history and found a picture of her at a antebellum themed party um, from her sorority days and just got absolutely canned for it. They wanted her, you know, 
out of out of the world of the bachelor so looking at it now do you think she was right to apologize or do you think she should have done more no yeah what you did and and stand up for herself and fight back to it no because it's like what's what's the benefit from apologizing it's like she knows uh, and i'm willing to bet that i've never met her never talked to her but i'm willing to bet deep down she knows that she didn't do anything wrong by wearing a dress right it's not like she uh sorry phone's on low battery it's not like she said something or did something that was a racial act. She wore a dress. There were probably, I've never been in one of those parties, but I'm guessing what a hundred other girls wearing a dress like that. And it just goes to show you again, that's part of the fame chasing thing. You know, she wanted to keep a good image. And so she apologized and it's never the right move. It's never the right move because what are you gaining out of that? Nothing. You're just going to have people saying, oh, okay, well, you apologize now. You know, you should take racial sensitivity training or you should do this. You should, it, it's never enough. So you might as well stand your ground and say, listen, I offended someone. I'm sorry, but I don't think I did anything wrong. I mean, I, I, that's the stance I think she and Chris Harrison should take, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree 100%. What do you think would have been different for her in the show if she had done that instead of apologizing? Well, I mean, it, it is tough because in that situation, I mean, I've been in the situation, you feel like the whole world's coming down on you. Mm-hmm. And in reality, not that many people care. But like, I remember when it was happening to me, thankfully, I live in Alabama, so most people feel the same way I do. Um, but I remember the times I was in Nashville. I was like keeping my head on a swivel thinking, oh, well, they probably think like I'm a racist. They, they probably don't like me. And it's like, no one really cares. It's social media. You have to talk yourself out of that situation. But I think they would have hounded her for another couple of weeks. But, you know, part of it is just like all these things have a cycle. You know, people are going to, it's a 15 minutes goes away pretty quickly. So it's just like right now, people aren't really talking about it other than you and me that much anymore. But like a month ago, it was all everyone would talk about. And that's just the cycle of things. And I don't think much would have changed. It would have gotten on to her a little bit longer for it, but I mean, it would have been the same anyway. So she might as well just stood her ground. Right. So let's go to the other Rachel who might have been the real source of evil and all of this Rachel, Rachel Lindsay. And I've heard you've had your run-ins with her too. You got a DM from her. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She called the other Garrett, Garrett Y um, a piece of shit because of his beliefs. And, you know, I've talked to Garrett about this. Um, I just don't think it's a good look, meaning that it's just try, it's, it's trying to poke the fire, trying to poke the bear. She was just trying to start stuff. And that's what I'm talking about, about fame seeking people in the reality TV world love whenever an issue pops up. You notice how everyone hops on it. People that you haven't heard of in five years hop on it because they're like, oh, this is a chance for me to look good. So let me say something that will get me fans. And it's ridiculous. Um, but that's, she's all about division. And yeah, she sent me, when I reposted uh, the E! News thing about her quote about Garrett, I was like, hey, like, get your nose out of someone else's business. And she DM'd me and was like, um, and I still have them too. Um Oh, look at you talking like, you know, how many people wanted me to come down on you, but I chose not, not to. And I was like, this has, don't make this about you and me. It has nothing to do with you and me. And, 
you know, and I don't know if you remember, but the women tell all from Pete's season, she came on after it and talked about how cyberbullying was a huge thing. And I was like, what do you think you're doing by saying this? It's the same thing that you spoke out against. So you're being very hypocritical. And she was like, it's not the same thing. I'm like, it, you know, you, you can't, it's like talking to a door, you know, and it's somebody who's, she's always going to be that way. She's always going to be fame seeking her whole like deleted Instagram thing that she did was just a PR move. You know, I deleted mine five different times because my mental health, because I got like called out on for being a conservative. No one said anything about that, but, and I know multiple people who have done the same thing, but since Rachel Lindsay does it, people care. And that's just, it's the nature of the beast. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. It's fame seeking move. Very true. It's a good, good point that you are bringing up with that fame seeking. Cause I think a lot of us don't see that or think that way, but it's a really good, good point. So what advice do you have for young conservatives that, you know, maybe kind of in the same boat that want to speak out and be proud of their beliefs, but at the same time are really scared to because of seeing events like this on, on live television. Um, research it, research why you believe it be very, because not that you have to prove anything to anybody, research it for you. And that's what I did because when I got called out, my first thought was, Oh man, am I like a bad person for believing in this? So it calls me to research it. It calls me to think about, okay, why, why am I a conservative? Not just because my mommy and daddy told me to be, but like, why does Garrett feel like he's a conservative? But after researching it, I became more confident in what I believe. And again, you should never do that with the intent of, oh, I, I'm going to tell you exactly why I believe it. And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Do it for yourself. Research it. Really get to know yourself. Really understand and become confident in why you're a conservative. And then don't, don't let anyone shake you on it. You know, be a mountain. They're always going to come at you. It's like gnats in your ears, but just be a mountain, stay confident in what you believe in. And um, when the time comes to speak out on it, that way you're not going to be affected by all these haters out there because you're going to know deep down, okay, I know who I am. I know what I believe in. And no matter what anybody else says, it's not going to shake me. And uh, yeah, long answer, but all that, just do all that. Right. (laughs) It's great. It's good. So do you have any suggestions on how we can stop this cancel culture and get it turned around? You know, someone who's been through it, um, you'd like to see other people do. Stop apologizing and show that it doesn't affect you because when you show that it affects you, people think they're getting to you. And I definitely did that. Don't get me wrong. But now it's, you know, I, I don't really care. And I think people do that to get a reaction out of you. People try to cancel you to get a reaction. If you don't show them a reaction, in fact, you show them that you're actually even more confident what you believed in prior to that. That's what's going to stop it. So stop apologizing. I love it. That's good. Is there anything I didn't ask or talk about that you wanted to? No, uh, I mean, Keep calm and bring Chris Harrison back, I guess. Yeah, I know. That's do you think it's going to be different without him? Yeah, it will be. And I like how they have their new hosts. One of them is white and one of them is black. It's like they're trying to cater to both crowds. And it's just very obvious what they're doing. And I, I think it's going to lead to their downfall, to be honest with you. But we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I think after this, it's on its way over because it's just ridiculously politicized anymore. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Those are all fantastic points that Garrett brought up, and I'm so thankful to have had him on the show to share his thoughts on not only this season, but what being a conservative has been like for him being such a public figure, as well as what being raised right has meant to him his whole life. And he's, you know, brought some really good lessons and words of advice with him. So, you know, I think this this episode and this whole season, really, of The Bachelor kind of woke America up to realizing that cancel culture is taking over every faucet of of our life. And I know we talk about that a lot on this show and cancel culture in general, but it's infiltrating everything. I mean, this really is a, a beast that conservatives have to stand up to. And like Garrett said, stop apologizing because it only makes it worse. I mean, this thing is in sports, it's in our TV shows, it's obviously in the news. I mean, it's it's everywhere. So the sooner and the more aggressively we fight back and have these conversations and rally and network with each other, the sooner we're actually going to be able to stop it. So take those nuggets home with you, share it, share the podcast, share those words of advice. And uh, I look forward to continuing to have these conversations and build that network and learn what it means to be raised right. Enjoy this episode of Raised Right? Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to catch the next episode. And be sure to like and follow us on Instagram at Raised Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raised Right Pod. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.